This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good morning, good day, goodbye. Hello, welcome along. It's early for us. It's 5.04pm. Ah, I've got to get used to that for the radio shows. And it's sunny. It is sunny. What dark cloud could hang over this beautiful early summer day? Yes. You know what it is. It's the cardigan man. What, what Wasn't that a film? I think it was the cardigan man. Yes, uh, apparently, according to Rob Taylor and if uh, Rob Taylor, Rob Tanner, and if you didn't see it last night, please go over and watch it. We are only a few days off knowing who the next Leicester City manager is, and we're going to be talking uh, about one in particular. 
today. But before we do that, this is, of course, LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. And if you are listening via your favorite podcast platform, whether that be YouTube, Google, Spotify, Apple iTunes, or any of the other ones that we are on at all, thank you for lending me your ears. And if you've got smart speakers, just say, play the podcast, Leicester Till I Die, and you will be able to listen to us. And look, there they all are, all our socials, either under LTID TV, most of them now, or there's one or two that have been set up that long that I can't change that are Leicester Till I Die. But search one of the two, and you will find us all over the place uh, to follow. So thank you so very much for doing that. Um, Right. Uh, Yes. What can we say? Scott Parker. Snog, marry, or avoid. What would you do? I certainly wouldn't be snogging him. I don't think I'd want to marry him particularly, but somebody who had no choice and had to, uh, let's bring him in. And, well, he's still Premier League, but we are now obviously not Premier League. Craig, good evening, sir. How are you? Hello, Chris. I'm very, very well. Um, Looking forward to getting back to action. We have got the fixtures announced tomorrow. Um, so we'll see who we're pitted up against. Oh, first does that game. Have the fixtures for, for what exactly? That is for the Premier League. I'm sorry, Chris. Oh, you the, know, you, you, do, you mean, do you mean this? The Premier League? That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> do you know no, what? I, love that. I love that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> the championship is a great league, but I tell you what, you've experienced something that, you know, most fans will never experience with their club. And, yeah. you know, I tell you what, it's an amazing story. And, you know, I'm gutted that you've gone down because it'd be nice to have seen you extend your stay because you're against, effectively against the grain, aren't you really? And that's the way I see it, is because everybody sees we Liverpool... Gave, I think we gave everybody else that wasn't a huge club, and we're not exactly. a huge club even with what we've managed. I think we mm. just gave everybody else the dream and the hope that it could be done. And that's what football's... You know, if you're in the, you know, Notts County or, you know, team like that, they can still dream that one day it may happen to them. And I think that's what we gave everybody. Um, of course, what you've given everybody, because you sacked him, is that guy there, <laughs> saint or sinner. Look, let's, before we get on to him, let's just say uh, a few hellos, because the messages have been coming in like well, the, the, like mad since uh, before we started. Lorraine, uh, I think we found uh, Scott Parker's number one fan here. Uh, come on, do the job, Scott, from Lorraine. <laughs> Sean says, hi. Blue Fox um, says, hi all. Uh, also, does this mean there's no stream tonight? Yes, there is a stream tonight, but that's about transfer. So we'll be talking about that at 8 o'clock tonight. But this one is about the Cardigan Man. I'm sure that was a film. Wasn't that an old mower man? But there we go. There we go. Near enough. Uh, how is your summer, Chris? Well, my summer's got a big, huge black cloud hanging over it at the moment. Um, the name uh, the name needs to go. Um, Sean, I'm Bristol, Bristol's finest. I'm, confused. I'm getting confused here. Dan's in. Dan, Dan. 
Oh, Scott Parker will be the man to spearhead Leicester to promotion. Happy with it. If he's not got the job, and I was speaking to Rob Tanner, who uh, has been a local reporter in Leicester. Uh, I think you you popped on the show, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Um, he's the athletic uh, guy. Look, I didn't just say this because he's on. I'm going to say it now. He is one of the, after well, along with Fabrizio. He's the one guy that I trust when it comes to information about Leicester. You know, he doesn't, you know, he's not going to put it up and say, I'm going to get the manager's job or something like that. Uh, and he did give me a hint as to who it might be. But I have I have been promised, because he did have a meeting yesterday at the club, uh, but I can't say. Mm-hmm. You'd have to get me really, really drunk. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they want to pull their finger out. The window is open. It is, but of course we have got Martin Glover, who is the recruitment manager that was funny enough at Southampton. This time last season, he was on gardening leave, um, which was one of the problems. He isn't now. So the manager, it, whoever comes in as the new manager, will be back to pre-Brendan times, which was basically it will be part of the team. So we don't need the manager in. Uh, Doug is in. Good evening, Doug. How are you? Uh, oh, it's Dan. Uh, a what? Oh, a void. Yes. Is anybody going to marry him? I don't think so. <laughs> We'd rather have Potter from Parker from Thunderbird. Um, uh, tell Tok to give me a call. Uh, I'll step in and sort the mess out. Uh, and I'll try and sort it. You've got your own messes in the corner, mate, where you piss up the wall. So don't be don't be coming with him. Don't be bringing your burning messages, messages to Leicester. Uh, uh, Park will be good in the championship. Uh, don't for a league record. But that's something we're going to be coming on to. Uh, Thunder, are you going to buy him? Oh, they're all talking about each other there. Uh, would you take Scott Parker, Chris? You know what? I'm going to take a dose of syphilis. That is how... <laughs> <laughs> that answer the question? <laughs> Lester for life is in high. Look, let, let's come first of all, because um, we are talking about Scott Park. And I did have, uh, before we took Dean Smith on last season, and there's the rumours we're going to take Jesse Marsh on, I had um, Carl, the Leeds fan, on, and he was very scathing. And I was hoping to get a Fulham fan on, but unfortunately he's... Um, uh, working so he can't. But you, you had Parker. Yes. Uh, in fact, Parker, uh, you, 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 he replaced Woodgate, didn't he, for yourselves, if my homework's correct? Yep, he did. And Wikipedia is correct as well, that I've got open here. Um, what were your thoughts? I mean, how was it going under Woodgate? Well, if we go back a little bit further than that, you know, to the season we was relegated from the Premier League, mm. um, Scott Parker was the always the number one choice of Maxim Denham and the board. So Neil Blake, Richard Hughes. And um, of course, Parker, if he hadn't got promoted with Fulham, you know, it would have been likely that he would have joined the club then. As it happened, they won at Brent, against Brentford at an empty Wembley. Um, and therefore, that's why Jason Tindall was appointed. Jason Tindall, of course... Great coach, not particularly a manager. Um, and Woodgate... History at Bournemouth, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a long, long history at Bournemouth. Mm. Um, you know, he is a really, really good friend of Eddie Howe's. Of course, he's at Newcastle now, so he seems to follow Eddie where he goes. 
it's a shame it didn't work out for him. You know, I think what he was trying to do, and this is why I do want to mention, um, of course, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe was always a case of, we want to score one more than you. And Jason Tindall was like that as well. Yeah. He followed that exact path. The problem with Jason Tindall was when it went wrong, he didn't know the answers to that, which eventually ended in his sacking. Um, so Jonathan Woodgate come in and steadied the ship, steadied the ship. But one thing I would say was he was a lot more defensive than, you know, what Tindall was, what how was. So we managed to get ourselves across the line, get ourselves into the playoffs. It wasn't Woodgate's fault why we lost in the playoff semi-finals against Brentford. We won the first leg. You know, he did a proper job on Brentford. In the second leg, we was leading. Chris Metham did something really ridiculous, pulled down Moembo, got sent off. Whole game completely changed. Of course, Brentford went through. So that was really Woodgate. I think he was hard done by because personally, I think Woodgate you know, had done a decent job, you know. Mm. But Parker become available. Fulham got relegated. Um, Parker wanted to come. And they got their man this time round. Why I refer back to that is Parker kind of followed the path of what Jonathan Woodgate did. You know, a lot more defensive. And we'll, yeah. I'll exaggerate on that a bit more. But when he first got here... And I know he was mentioning off. I mentioned off air. You know, at the start of the season uh, in the championship, we got 37 points from the first 15 games, which is an incredible haul. To be honest, yeah. I thought that we was potentially going to get the record for the championship, which is 106 points. We we didn't do that. We didn't get anywhere near near because of Parker, and. What in in my mind, the reason why he was so successful at the start of the season was because he had so many players out. He was up against it. He was having to play the likes of Gavin Kilkenny, Zeno Ibsen Rossi, Jordan Zamora, Jaden Anthony. All these players hadn't had first team starts at that point. So he was right up against it. We started the season against West Brom, did well against them, and then built up from there. And I thought, personally, I thought, well, you know, we're going to win this league at a canter because this is what a makeshift side can do. Mm. We're still waiting for players to come back, you know, and hit the ground running. As soon as those players started coming back, the wheels fell off because Parker went, as you saw, against Liverpool, against Arsenal, um, not so much against Man City last season, but he went too defensive. And that's all well and good, you know, if you can manage that well. But to be honest, we never have. Um, You look at the game against Derby in the championship, we were beaten by Derby away from home. Um, There was a whole list of them. One of the worst games, actually, on the 15th of March, we was... 1-0 1-0 up at half-time against Reading. We should have been about 5 up. And then mm. Scott Parker at half-time, he's... I, I just don't understand what he was doing. 
he decided to make a number of changes. And this was what did Todd Cantwell in, really. He decided to hook Todd Cantwell off. And then all of a sudden, you know, we were lucky to scrape a draw in that game. So tactically, he's so naive. But you look at the games where, you know, he went defensive. There was that run, that Derby game, that 3-2 defeat by Derby, started a run which, you know, lasted from the start of November to after Christmas without a win. And Mm. we were conceding goals every single game. So although we did have a good defensive record in the championship, um, and you can't take that away from Scott Parker, he did get the job done. He got us across the line. It should have been a lot more comfortable than it was. And it's because he went defensive. He was tactically naive. Um, you could even go to towards the end of the season. The last three games, well, uh, being fair to him, actually, the last six games, he managed quite well apart from Swansea. So, of course, those last six games of the season, we beat Coventry 3-0 away from home. That was a good result. Blackburn, we beat 3-0 away from home. Another good result. Of course, the Forest game, I don't need to really go into that in much detail. I've probably Mm. gone about that till the cows come home. And, of course, the Millwall game. But that Swansea game, we were 3-0 down. And the reason why we were 3-0 down is unlike what Eddie Howe would do, which is try and win that game Scott Parker went out not to lose it Mm. and of course by doing that ended up well to be honest unless it if it wasn't down to Kiefer Moore you know we would have lost that game because we invited too much pressure on um of course Swansea at the time had Piero and um uh, Obafemi Martins who you know two very very good players um, and it does sound very much like a Rogers number two. You I know, said which, that. Yeah, which yeah. We don't. I, I dread. We don't. We don't want Rogers number two. You know. I mean, you know, when you look at Leicester, and I think you know, you, I mean, I put up there. I think yeah. he's a Marmite manager, and. If anybody, if just Leicester fans, I know there's going to be a couple of fans from some of the clubs taking part. They're doing the chat, uh, but try if you can. If it's just Leicester fans, can just vote. Do you want Parker as our next manager? Uh, you know, like don't want like like Luke Forest fan going yes because you hate us. You know what I mean? <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> if Leicester fans can vote on that, and we'll come back to that at the end. Um, but. When when we took Claude Puelon from uh, Southampton, yeah, all the Southampton and he got he got them to a final. Uh, I think you know with the Southampton League Cup final, they lost it to, to United. But yeah, all the Southampton fans were going, "You'll be bored. Don't take him. He's awful," you know. And yeah, Leicester for life. See, I think it's one or two fans. Some of the clubs being a little bit funny. Then we've got sixty-seven percent saying yes. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I, I thought that might happen. We, we might ignore it if it gets too silly uh, from from people voting. But look, you know, and I think when a manager comes, and that was one of the things they said about Jesse Marsh when when he came, mm. and all the fan base was going, "We don't want him." Oh my God, no! And it was all over social media. I, they say that was one of the decisions that probably 
helped the board decide not to go for him. I mean, he, he allegedly turned it down as well. Yeah. Um, and I think hopefully that will have the same effect here. But I think if a manager comes in, and you've always got to say whoever comes in, look, give give them a chance. You've got to say that in fairness because you know mm. you don't know it's good. Look at look at Ranieri. You know, it, sometimes it can just click. Um, you know, he's. I just wonder if it if it's what what was what were the Bournemouth fans? I mean, did you was it split like that when he came to Bournemouth and? How was he received? Because I think if a manager comes in, yeah, with half the with half the fan base not wanting him, it's a pretty difficult job. When he arrived, I was fairly optimistic, and the reason why I was optimistic is what he did at Fulham, getting them back out of the Championship through the playoffs. I didn't really look into Fulham so much that season, um, and. I didn't really look too much into what he did the subsequent season until afterwards. And one thing that Fulham fans warned me of when we got Scott Parker is, is football so boring? It's pass, Mm. pass, pass, very position-based, very defensive. You know, he's quite happy to win 1-0. Thing is, Scott Parker, at both Fulham and Bournemouth, was blessed with two of the strongest teams in those in mm. the league so that season. Now, if you had put him in charge of Rotherham United, I think he would have no clue what to do. To do. But then again, then again, I say that, but he's shown that he's better with a side that is weaker. You know, this is what the. I don't understand because he has to go for it. He has to be bold. If he tried to defend, let's be honest, Chris, if he tried to defend in those first couple of months in the championship, you know, we would have been torn apart because those youngsters had never played at that level before. Mm. They'd never played a professional game before. And we would have been torn to shreds. Um, so he had to go for it. That was what he had to do. And I thought, you know, as soon as he got the 37 points from 15 games, through that spell, I thought, well, we've got a fantastic manager here. He seems to, you know, know what he's doing. Of course, mm-hmm. David Brooks in that spell as well. Um, bless him. You know, it was announced, of course, that he had uh, lymphoma disease. Um, so, of course, he was out. But he seemed to manage all that absolutely fine it was when he had that full strength squad you know of course brooks was still out for the season but when he had that full strength squad squad back it was like okay we can just sit back and we're going to try not to lose this game now against peterborough that's ridiculous against reading that's ridiculous against derby that's ridiculous they're all teams that are struggling at the wrong end of the table struggling, you know, fighting for survival. You've got to go out, you've got to attack those teams, and you've got to beat them. To be fair, though, you know, the teams are in and around us. You know, we seem to have quite good records against. And that was because he did have to go out, and he had to be bold and had to attack them. Sounds very much like, again, no plan B there with him. And 
you know, we've had that. You know, we've got a squad here. Well, I say we've got a squad. Let me let me rephrase that. We've got a five-a-side team here that we're going to have to build up from nothing. Um, and it's going to need inspiring after the the way that we slept walked into uh, relegation. I don't see him as coming in and inspiring people. I mean, bath time here. And I respect what you're saying, Bath Time. You always do Parker Darren Chris. He's incredibly experienced for his age, has long uh, been seen as the brightest coach of his age around and has played for over 20 different managers. Give him a chance. All right, Bath Time, let me just say, if Ten Hag was to walk out on United tomorrow, would you take Parker at United? Now, don't give me any of that. It's always too big a job for him. Or we're Man United. We can only have managers that have won things. Give me any of that shit. Just give me, would you take Parker at United if you did not have a manager? And I think the answer would be no, if I'm honest with you. Um, I do agree with part of what Bath Times put there. You know, he, he has got experience as a player. And that's yeah, why but so, has, so, was, so was Frank Lampard. So was Steven Gerrard. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is, with Scott Parker, is he was making these mistakes and wasn't learning from them. If you go mm. back, it's funny you say he has no plan B. If you go back, you know, a couple of years and check my tweaks, especially <laughs> in that running, I would say probably about February time, February, March time, I was saying exactly that. I said mm. he's got no plan B. As soon as Kiefer Moore come into the fold... Because, of course, we signed Kiefer Moore when he was injured. When he come back into the fold, you know, I actually perked up and I thought, well, actually, he's got a plan B and a plan C. But then again, he was playing teams. He was playing Blackburn. He was playing Mm. Coventry. He was playing Forest. He had to go out and attack those teams, Chris. But, you know, he didn't have to go out and attack Reading. You know, or he didn't think that he had to. You know, whereas that... You know, if you give that's a fairly easy three points, Derby, mm. you know, away again, you know, they were fighting for their lives. But you look at the Bournemouth squad and look at the Derby squad, and you'd say, Well, we should be beating them. Mm. And this was the he's a frustrating know, manager, totally. and bath time there. I mean, he, I rest my case, he says, Absolutely not. Um, okay, it says there no European football managing experience. Okay, would you take him if you'd finished ninth this season, which in a rebuild season you could well have done, but well done on uh, you know getting into the top four. It, it was a, it was a it was a great finish for United uh, in this season. So would you have taken him if you'd finished ninth? I don't think you still would. No. You know, um, I mean, look how you couldn't wait to get rid of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the end, and yet look at the experience he had as a player. But the so, point you I'm know, trying to make, that, though, Chris, you know, is... always say, oh yeah, but I think fans from other clubs have always got to say, oh, you're not being very nice to him. But then ask yourself, would you take him at your club? If we could take, and I'm going to go back. Do you, you, there's, a, there's a player, David Speedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he got. Before he came to Leicester, Blackburn was one, and the other one, I can't remember. I think he got two teams. He was promoted to the Premier League with two teams. And yeah. both times, uh, they, they sold him as soon as they got into the Premier League because he was not a Premier League player. So when he signed for Leicester, and he ended up actually not playing in the playoff final that we were in that year because he was suspended, but part of his contract was that we would not sell him that first season we came up because he'd, he'd had enough of it. 
Yeah. Now, if we could say, right, let's get Scott Parker in. And you know what, Scott? We'll give you a one-year rolling contract until we get promoted. But when we get promoted, you're shit in the Premier League, we're going to get somebody else. Then I might say, actually, I could probably see that working because he is good maybe at getting teams out of the championship mm. and he has got that experience. But he's not. He's going to want to come. And why we don't give all managers one-year rolling contracts, God only knows, save us the fortune. But, you know... He he will he won't want that. He'll want a three or four year contract, and he'll want to. We, but we know he'll bring us. If he does bring us up, he'll bring us straight back down again. It's why I had Bournemouth in the bottom um, three last season to go down, not because it's Bournemouth, because you know I live here and I love you, and I wanted you to, I wanted you to stay up because I thought we yeah. were. Um, because you had the Cardigan man in you know prowling the touchline. But if you look at the you know the start we had, and he nearly stuffed that up. You know, at Fulham, he did the same. He did the same. And when they got into the Premier League, and this is beyond me, Mitrovic scored 40 goals across all competitions. I think it was 42, actually, across all competitions in the championship when Fulham were promoted. Um, And Scott Parker didn't play him, really, in the Premier League. And I just don't understand his tactical... He no. seems very tactically naive. I um, want you to have a look at what Joe, Joe's just said, but let me just bring this up again from bath time. Parker's not experienced enough for elite-level management. Yeah. I would have to say, at the moment, Manchester United are not an elite club. Manchester United are a club that are doing the deep doo-doos who happen to have had a very good manager that pulled you through it. This year. I didn't think you'd finish fourth. Are you elite at the moment? No. Are Manchester City elite at the moment? Yes. So let's just get, you know, let's say, and you, you know, bath time, I'm sorry, you know, I love you to bits, but Man United are not the Man United that were about under Ferguson when you were untouchable. You're not anymore. You know, you might well be in a couple of seasons' time. If you were that elite, you'd have won the FA Cup. You didn't. You know, you, you, you finished fourth. You felt you were behind a Newcastle side that were rebuilding. So, yeah. Elite, no, come on, wind your neck in. Uh, and again, you know, when, when you say to clubs like Bournemouth, like Leicester, why do you hate Man United fans? Because they think they're elite. They're not, you know. Uh, I can remember before Ferguson, you were, Liverpool were the elite team. You weren't even fitting good enough to wipe the boots. So, you know, let's get a little bit of reality in here. But coming to this one, uh, uh, Craig, Bournemouth fans will always be a bit bitter towards Parker because of the way he spoke out when they left, got them promotion. We've just been through a manager in Brendan Rodgers who <clears throat> bus drivers in Leicester could not get insurance because they were running over so many players that Brendan Rodgers <laughs> was throwing under them. We don't want another one that's going to do that. Do you know what? Um I'm the perfect person to answer this because, of course, on the way back from Liverpool, I was called up, Radio 606, uh, Robbie Savage and Chris Sutton. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, oh, do you speak to him? I said, yeah, yeah. Obviously a bit pissed off. Um, and I turned around and I said, he's got to go. Because I heard the comments. Um, we were sat... Of course, Liverpool, long way away. We sat in a pub, had something to eat before we set off. And then 
I read this this article and it was like Scott Parker and what he had said. Now, don't get me wrong, they hadn't got all the words to word to words correct. To be honest, away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Even when I reiterate it on my channel, I don't get it word to word right. But you could tell the general gist. And... The thing was, was what a lot of people don't realise, Scott Parker actually said it before a ball was even kicked. So Maxim Denham went out and got Senesi for him. So he felt probably a lot very let down. But saying that, after a 9-0 defeat, when, again, you've got youngsters in there, you've got Jaden Anthony, Jordan Zamora, these players were starting out you know, yes, they'd had one season of championship football. You know, it was always going to be difficult last season. It was always going to be tough. And mm. Scott Parker come out and said that. And I said, he's got to go. He's got to go. It wasn't so much the manner of the defeat. It was probably the tactical naivety that, you know, he showed that day. Mm. Um it was a case that we just sat back. We let Liverpool pl- pass the ball around in front of us. Honestly, Chris, if you watch, if you get the chance to watch that game again, it's it's some an example of how not to play football. Sit there at the back, just let Liverpool pass it around. And what are Liverpool going to do once they pass it around? Because let's be fair, they're a decent. They've got some decent attackers. Most Salah's always around, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got players coming from everywhere they're going to score against you and then of course it was 2-0 after six minutes I even did, I did a thank you video to Gary O'Neill and I even had all the timings in there and it was 5-0 at half time it was embarrassing but it wasn't embarrassing because the players weren't giving 110% they were following the orders that Scott had put out it was just a case that we were sat back there. And then Scott's got the audacity to come out and say, are oh, these players, they're not good enough. They, you know, we're, we're going to have a lot more defeats like this. Well, I bloody hope not. I hope that we're not going to get another 9-0 defeat in the season. Because to be honest, it's getting embarrassing. And we didn't. And to be perfectly honest, I think it's quite a good thing that he said what he did. Come out. And we had somebody waiting in the wings. Of course, Gary O'Neill was bought in by Jonathan Woodgate. And we had somebody like that who was an assured head, 
somebody who was calm, somebody who was already popular with the players who could pick them off the ground. Yeah. Because what Scott Parker said there could have been, you know, well, it could have really damaged the whole side. But, um, and I know from speaking to Fletcher that that plane journey back from Liverpool, they were silent on there. Mm. Um, so I think oh, Scott definitely. knew what he had done. I think yeah. Scott knew what he'd done. Yeah. But tactically, he's very naive. And, you know, he will then point the finger and make oh, an excuse for other haven't people. We, haven't we had one like that? And let me just say, I just realised... Uh, I've realised who bath time really is. What? I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gorinda. Bath time is Gorinda. That's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Third bath time, I apologise. Uh, but, you know, you, the, the point is, um, a, a Leicester fan, I mean, yeah, he is. He's, I get, you get, that was the point I was making, you know, um, yeah, you're saying, you know, that when people say, well, you know, he's not that bad. Well, I wouldn't have him. No, no, thank you. Well, he hasn't got this. He hasn't. Oh, you wouldn't have him. It's not a, there's no caveats. You know, you're saying that we should have him. Would you have him? Um, mm. But anyway, look, let, I mean, we we had a manager who came out and said after we lost to Forest in an FA Cup final um, as holders that um, we needed a rebuild and like like a bit like uh, the cardigan man that you know we yes. needed we need you know we need a whole new rebuild and what have you well that that goes down well doesn't it and exactly. you know this is this is a manager who had got us to fifth twice who had won us the FA cup now you could argue that VAR and Chilwell's big right toenail helped in that you know we weren't that good towards the end we were holding on um but he took those players and made them worthless on the on the transfer front. Um, yeah. He then, I mean, his excuses of against uh, Brentford on the opening day, oh, it was too hot, and he made two substitutions. We lost to Southampton, who were the worst team in the world. Sorry, worst team in the world, we possibly, but they were the worst team in the Premier League. Mm. We lost to them twice. And he said, do you know what, though? My team... They're too young. They don't, you know, they're, they're still learning. And yet Southampton, who had just beaten us, had the youngest mm. team ever from a Premier League team on the pitch at that point. The guy, the guy talked a load of bullshit. Oh, and perhaps. I do not want him to re be replaced by uh, another. Belend. You know, one, <laughs> one of those is enough. And it yeah. just sounds, when, when he went and... My argument, I've said this many times, is that uh, Top had no idea. There was no pre-planning, no plan B from Top that, well, if he has to go and look how bad the season's going, who are we going to get in? There was no, no pre-thought there. And we gave it to Adam Sadler, who was the first team coach, whose idea of trying to change things around was to keep it exactly the same. But... I don't, you know, thank God he didn't get the job full time. And I don't want another one of those because we've just been through that. Mm -hmm. I personally think, you know, Brendan Rodgers and Scott Parker are very, very similar. Um, mm. You know, the first excuse that you come out with against Brentford, you know, it's too hot. Well, it's the same for Brentford as it is for Leicester. 
you know, stupid thing to say, mm. um, you know, about the young team. You know, there's teams that are younger, but at the same time, what what Brendan Rodgers didn't do, and this is what Brighton do well, Brentford do mm. well, we've started to do well, is if there is, you know, say, for example, Jamie Vardy, you know, Vardy's been a fantastic player for Leicester, but we both know, you know, because it's happening to me at the moment, you know, Whereas five years ago, I could run on the treadmill and I was absolutely fine. You know, I wasn't knackered at all. Whereas now, you know... You have a treadmill? Uh, no, I went to the gym, but... <laughs> but no, I'm just but whereas now, been on a treadmill looking at you. Oh, really? <laughs> whereas now... <laughs> cheers, Chris. Um, <laughs> the legs have gone. And yeah. that is what my... my that's why I wanted to come out with the example of Jamie Vardy. Mm, Brendan Rodgers yeah. didn't actually think, right, okay, what do I do? You know, of course, Vardy is coming to the twilight of his career. Brendan Rodgers was a football player. You know, he should have realised, right, okay, he's coming to the twilight of his career. He can't play every single game. We need to get somebody who is adequate, you know, and can do his job in to actually eventually replace him. And he hasn't done that. Kasper Schmeichel, you can say he didn't replace him. You know, I know that there's been difficulties, of course, with the owners. Um, and, of course, they were hit badly by COVID. But at the same time, Brendan Rodgers hasn't helped himself as well. No. He plays, again, this very defensive style of football. You could say that, you know, the players would be used to that. But you play like that for too long like some sides have found mm. in the championship before and eventually those parachute payments stop and you get stuck there down it's there. It's a very difficult position to be in and, and I was saying this again last night on uh, my show with Rob Tanner because it's the sort of manager, it's like when we talk on Martin O'Neill, he had no experience at our level but mm. wow, that again thanks to Claridge's shin in the 90 off. 94th minute, whatever it was. That yeah. hadn't gone in, who knows? But look, you know, he, he stepped up to the mark. It, it is a big gamble. We've got to get this one right. Now, for me, uh, I know it's going to cost us more to get somebody in that's already in a job. But if they're already still in a job, then they're doing something right. You know, it's like if, you know, when Brendan Rodgers three seasons ago was being linked with Barcelona... Manchester United, Spurs. Where does he look like he's going? Oh, tail between the leg, back to Celtic. I'm sure they'll give you a warm welcome there, Brendan. Um, but don't get somebody. Get somebody when they're at the peak of the career. And some managers only have so long. And, you know, Liverpool fans said this, you know, that um, it, it, to me... You, there's two managers out there that my first two choices. One, John told Tomlinson at um, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Uh, interesting one. You know, and one is Kieran, and I've forgotten his surname, the guy that's come up from um, Ipswich, brought Ipswich up. Oh, um, is it McKenna? Yes, that's it, Kieran yeah. McKenna, yeah. yeah. Now, to me, both of those are in a job. 
So that yes. says, oh, hang on a second, you know. Uh, they've both got lower division experience, which we need. They're both... Yeah can go and say these are play- and yes we've got Martin Glover free now and you know he's coming in and he, he's been in now a while so he's got you know players in mind but we are now we're back we're not shopping in Audi like we were <laughs> 12 years ago uh, but we're certainly not shopping at Sainsbury's or Waitrose which we were, we have been doing for a few years we're, yeah. we're back to Asda right let's be honest with you that's where we're going yeah. to be shopping now and it's, you know, if, if you put somebody in that's been shopping at um, Sainsbury's or Waitrose for the last 10 years, and oh, my God, what's this? You know, own brand? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> they, they, they're used to those divisions. They can pick players out they know. You know, there's a, there, we're being linked, and we'll talk about him tonight, a guy from Blackpool, a striker, um, with, with what we say about Vardy possibly being his last season. We've been linked with him. I don't know anything about him. But Tomlinson will, McKenna possibly will, because they've been down there. So, you know, it, we've got to get it right. Just to me, Parker does not bring anything new to the table. And we are a club. And if you were in, and I'm just going to say sorry before we go any further, a very warm welcome and thank you so very much, Rowan Tree, just become a new member. Thank you so very, very much, uh, Rowan. Really do appreciate that. Thank you very much, uh, our newest member. Um, if you want to become a member, by the way, um, Craig's a member, but not in the same way. <laughs> you always stitch me up when I come on here. I should stop doing it, shouldn't I? You can stitch yourself I love up it, most really. of the time. But look, one ninety nine a month. Uh, it helps run Leicester Till I Die TV. Loyalty badge and emojis. Uh, custom badges. Member shout outs. Uh, comments will be always be shown if not read out. Um, uh, exclusive YouTube posts. Um, and the, the discounted merchandise, live chat and show uh, if you want to come on. Um, and also exclusive quiz as well now just for, for members. So, Rowan, thank you so very, very much for that. I really, really do uh, appreciate it. And thank you very much. Uh, uh, Leicester fans got to go, so goodbye to you. Um, where was it before we talked about your member? Um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yes, um, that was it. If... If you if Bournemouth were where Leicester are now, mm-hmm. so you've been in the well. Let's say when and then I know as as a club you looked at him when Eddie Howe went, but yep. when you went down last time, you were in a similar position. You started to lose one or two players. You had to lose some because of the wages. Because you you know you'd been in the Premier League, of, you know, almost as long as us, really, hadn't you? Less one one season. Yep. Um, would you have said? that Park was the right man for you in that position, which is basically the position Leicester are in. Well, if we had gone down this season and say, for example, Gary O'Neill had left the club, I would have said no, most definitely not. Um, you know, I, was Parker the right man for us back that season? Well, he got off to a fantastic start, but, you know, let's put, I'll throw the question back to you. If a team starts with 37 points from 15 games, which, if you remember the first time Fulham were promoted, that was the sort of figures that and they went on under Jean Tiganana. Um, and he managed to get them, you know, to a very, very good points hole and into the Premier League. You would expect us to win that league at a canter, wouldn't you? Mm. 
And that is why I say no, most definitely not. I don't think he's the right man for Le- uh, Leicester. I don't think he's the right man for Leeds. I think he's probably, with regards to how he sets up, he's probably more suited to Leicester than he is Leeds. Um, mm. You know, I, but that doesn't mean you should go for him because I think. And do you want my honest opinion of who you should? Yes. Yeah. No. No. With? No. No. Do give it me. Um. You know, I've I've got a lot of time for Carlos Corbran, but personally, I'd give it to Dean Smith. I'd carry on because yeah. I think you know he had a good end to the season. You know, he will be able to regroup those players. He has got a track record of getting teams out of the championship. He's mm-hmm. actually got quite a decent track record of trying to keep teams in the Premier League, um, and. I think he will do a good job if given the time. Let's be fair, he hasn't had a transfer window at Leicester. Um, He hasn't had any time at Leicester. Um, He would make the most sense. Carlos Corbran, you know, I think is another, you know, another manager who I think would be fantastic. Probably changed style up a little bit. Why Mm. I think he might end up at Leeds is because of the Marcelo Bielsa link. And Leeds is another funny one. And that is why I give the example with how Bournemouth went from a very, very attacking, flowing team to the Scott Parker side, which was scraping results towards the end of that season. Because I think, you know, Leeds have done that, but in the Premier League. So they've gone from Bielsa to Jesse Marsh, and then gone to Javi Garcia, who's even worse. And then Sam Allardyce, just as a hit and hope and try and stay up. Yeah. Um, whereas Carlos Corbran would be taking it back to basics for them and taking it back to the Bielsa sort of way. It might not work straight away, but I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds, if they did that, would be up within two seasons. And likewise, I think with Leicester... If you stick with Dean Smith, again, it might not work straight away, but he'll be able to put his own stamp on things. And he has got a good track record in this division. I, If it, if it turned out, and like I say, um, what I'm hearing is that it's going to be, by, certainly by the end of the week, um, yeah. we, like I say, we don't, we don't need somebody. I've, I've, never, I've never refreshed the... The athletics pages as much as I am doing at the moment uh, <laughs> to see whether there's anything new happening. Um, and like I say, I, 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 there's so much I want to say, but I, I can't because I've uh, I've been sworn to secrecy. But um, it is hopefully by the end of the uh, end of the uh, uh, end of the week. If it was, I don't think it would be Dean Smith because I think that would have been the quick, easy option. And like yeah. you say. I, I, I'm just looking at when I did a a, a, a seller avoid, and I'd put we got kicked Dean Smith as a keep because yes, if he can keep hold of Shakespeare and possibly Terry as well, um, and there's no reason why not. Um, for the exact reasons you've said, I would be happy with Dean Smith. I think it's he fun. is is not you know maybe if we get back up, we'd have to see where we go with all managers. We have to do that, um, but. He has got that, you know. He has. He did set the wheels in motion for for Brentford. Mm. 
he did get Villa promoted. He did make Grealish a billion pound player, uh, where Rogers has exactly. taken a forty, you know, a seventy million Madison and made him worth about thirty. You know, so yeah, he has got that experience. He couldn't keep us up, but then I, I don't blame him for that. No, I um, think the damage was already done. They kept holding Rogers yeah. way yeah. too long. You yeah. look at Rogers and his career throughout the years, and he's got a situation where I think he goes a bit stale and again mm. he's a little bit like one of these managers that doesn't really know how to change things yes. and I did this you know and of course he walked into Liverpool, did well at Liverpool but then again he was walking into a team with Gerrard mm. to walking in with yes. to a team with lots of decent players and you know where I'm going with this, at Leicester yes. he walked into a team with quality at that point mm. Celtic well, let's be honest, there's only two teams in bloody Scottish football. And oh, exactly. There's still exactly. Two Rangers. Yes. Um, Watford, of course, he made his name it, you know, did a fairly decent job there. The team, I would say, and you've got to look at this spell, and with regards to Rogers, have a look at his time when he was manager of Reading and have mm. a look at what he did there. He had no clue because they were on their backsides how to turn that team around and ended up getting sacked. I, I don't know how long it was after, um, but he got sacked fairly quickly from there. And that is Brendan Rogers down to a T. Yes. And that yes. is what Scott Parker is. He doesn't really know. He's tactically naive. He'll make silly substitutions. You know, going to Liverpool mm. and not actually laying a glove on them is firstly naive and stupid. And, yeah. you know, well, let's just, be honest. As soon as we won to end down, on, though, uh, and I appreciate your time. I really do. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you've, 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 well, I don't think I needed much convincing, to be honest. <laughs> 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 I think I was pretty much there. <laughs> to be honest, Chris, you'd probably want me in charge of Leicester rather than Scott Parker. <laughs> you know, honestly... I, well, the interesting way that it's going is that with Brendan Rodgers goes back to Celtic, and I can see yeah. that happening because he, he's got the brass neck to think that they would, they'd lay out the red carpet for him. Um, well, he doesn't know that half the fan base would be walking up behind him with daggers in their hands, you know, or, <laughs> or empty beer bottles because it's uh, Glasgow, isn't it? Well, exactly. But, exactly. but apparently, if he goes back to Celtic, and the new favourite for the Leicester job, and I, I read absolutely nothing into this, A, because of what I've been told, and B, because, let's face it, odds change every day. And as we always say, mm. when we talk about betting, uh, don't do it. It's not an answer to everything. And when the fun stops, stop. But it says here, uh, Leicester, latest Leicester City news, as former manager looks set to return to World Club, possibly opening door for Man City assistant Enzo Marchesa to join uh, the Foxes. But again, I, I'm I'm blinded by the fact that he's coming mm. from Man City. He yeah. was absolutely useless at Palmer, and I, I, again, is that the sort of football a... we want in the chat? Well, that is that the sort of football will get us out of the championship. Well, Brendan Rodgers was at Chelsea before he went to Watford. You know, mm. and this is a good Chelsea side. This is a Chelsea side working under Jose Mourinho. You know, yes. um, 
you know, being number two to Pep Guardiola or being, you know, number two to whoever, like, for example, what we found out with Jason Tindall doesn't always ensure success. No. And that was highlighted big style because Eddie, fantastic man manager, is mm. he is on a different level. And I made a video about him being England manager. He will be England manager at some point in his life, you know, whether or not he's going to take that, you know, the next time it comes up or take that in 10 years time when he might think, okay, I want a little bit of break from club football, but the international football sounds quite fun. Mm. That's another thing. But the thing is, is that, Jason Tindall was never a manager. And who's to say that this guy at Man City is the, exactly the same? Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes the best managers, the best players don't always make the best managers. You know, it's okay. taken his while. Um, but again, you know, if you get the Arsenal are an elite club and therefore expect an elite manager to get them elite results. Uh, but, to be honest, Arteta is uh, one of the ones that you can make it an example yeah, I, of because most, I think he's... most fans would say that. But you know, in fairness, we're not Arsenal fans, so it, it's not mm-hmm. for us to judge. But I'd have been happy with what Arteta's managed. But look, oh, you know, um, but it's the same with you know, we, you know, let's just look at um, Craig Shakespeare, number two under uh, um, Nigel Pearson. Yeah. Was getting us up from you know the the third tier to the first tier to keeping us up, stayed as number two under um, Ranieri, uh, got us to uh, you know won the title, uh, got us to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. In fairness, we we'd got one foot in it when he took over anyway. Yeah. Uh, but he then became manager when we sat Ranieri, kept us up, yes, but didn't unfortunately take that step further and he went the following season now he's back um from out of space as they say so yes it doesn't work but uh i just think like i say to me i think i think gerard we're lucky that he's gone to um to Saudi Arabia, thank. There's always somebody to thank for things. Thank you, Saudi Arabia. We love you. Uh, I'm so glad that Frank Lampard's not been mentioned yet. Uh, I know Brad will be disappointed with that one, but uh, but no. Look, what will be will be. I'm sure. Um, Lampard would be even worse than Parker, Chris, because at the end of the day, he hasn't actually got out the championship. That is um, true. He's but just he has, given... hey, but he has nearly taken Everton there, twi- uh, Everton there twice, has it? And no, he saved well, them once, you know. And uh... <laughs> I don't think he gets any points for taking Everton out no, of the top no. flight for Unless the first honest, time. He, in he, he, he could well have done it with Chelsea if he stayed there long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, look. Congratulations uh, on staying up. Good luck next Cheers, season. Mate. Like I say, who talks about the Premier League anymore? It, it's uh, it's last season. We're not bothered. But but good luck, mate, in this fella in this coming season. Hopefully, Cheers, in twelve months' time, we'll be playing you again. Who knows? But I think I'm optimistic actually because I think personally, I think the three teams that come up, I think Burnley are probably a bit different. Um, but Luton, I think, will really struggle. Yes. Actually, on my interview with Mark McAdam, that's literally gone live an hour ago, 
he had a, a chat with the Luton chairman after that Wembley win, and their view is to pocket that 160 million, which he's going to and build a legacy around that, build mm. a training ground, build a stadium. So I don't think they're going to do much, and I think they're going to really struggle. Sheffield United have got all I sort do. of finance problems, and then mm. you have got Everton. Yeah. And I don't think I you'll come down. I don't think you'll come down. I'm just hoping we'll come up and play you in the Premier League. But yes, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you I think know. Be, I think you'll be fine. But, I think if uh, you can get promoted straight yeah. out of it, I think we'll be playing each other the following yeah. season. Because I think the three teams that will go down this season, I think. You know, and this is no disrespect to Luton and Sheffield United, no, but no. I think they are going to be a cut adrift. And I think Everton will get a points deduction. You know, to be honest, they should really have had one this season. You see, that, 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 I did say at the start that this was another show for another occasion. But yes, I think if you're going to deduct points, deduct points at the time of it happening, which is this season, next season, because it's given them another season in the Premier League when they don't deserve it. Um, yeah. And if they'd have had points deduction, Leicester, obviously we would have been the main beneficiaries because we finished 18th. But who knows, you know, if it happened earlier in the season. But Craig, look, thanks so much for coming on, mate. I know you've got a dog to no walk. Problem. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't call you a good lady that, should I? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'll be dear, in the dog dear. house. <laughs> yeah, yes, you will. Hey, at least I'm not resurrecting your mother again. But, you know. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Chris. Uh, all the best, mate. Take care. Yeah, well, take good luck for next season. Yeah, all likewise, best. mate. All yes, the best, mate. A lot. Bye-bye. Thanks so much to Craig there. Um, I am sure we will be speaking to him again before next season um, and, and uh, uh, at, at some point. But I, I, I don't think they're going to come down next season, but we'll see. We, we, will we, 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 Don't worry, we'll cut it out. It's not live. Um, no, will we come back up? It depends who is going to be in that hot seat. We will know by the end of the season. If it's the one that I'm being hinted at, then I wouldn't be disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be disappointed. And I know Craig's holding on because he's going to be asking me who it is, but I can't tell him. <laughs> he's going to ask me anyway. <laughs> but look, I'm going to be back in two hours and I'll be joined by Jack from The Final Whistle, another good Leicester channel. And we'll be having a little discussion about transfers with the transfer window opening today. But thank you so very, very much, like I say, to Craig. Thanks to everybody um, in the chat. Thanks to all the members and especially our new member, Rowan Tree. Thank you so very much for that. I'm looking forward to doing the member-only shows uh, next season and there'll be one of those a month at least. Don't forget... Did you know we're on Twitter too? Connect with us there and get involved. We are LTID TV. This has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. I'll be back just like this guy. See you at eight. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.